November 17th, 2021. Let's uh, go back just two lines, 11 lines from the top. The first word on the line says the Gemara, Rabbi Yohanan asked Rabbi Yohanan the following question. He asked the following question. It says, when it comes to an etrog, which of course grows as a fruit on a tree, what is its cutoff? What's its Rosh Hashanah? The response of Rabbi Yohanan, Rabbi Yohanan is Shivat. Whether it's the first of Shivat like Beit Shammai or the 15th of Shivat like Beit Hilel, the halakha is that the Rosh Hashanah for Ilanot, of course, is Shivat. Uh, the question in turn of Rabbi Yohanan is he didn't understand me properly. Shevat de Chodashim or Shevat Tkufa. When I asked you what's the Rosh Hashanah, I didn't mean just what's the lunar month. I asked you, do we determine it based on lunar months at all? After all, if the determination of a tree and being in Shevat is because of the rain season, majority of it having passed, well, that's going to be determined by the solar calendar, not so much by the lunar calendar. It's true, if we align them appropriately in a perfect year, or in years in which we have it well aligned, well, then they'll be equivalent. But on other years, you might want to specifically go based on the solar calendar and have this determined by the tekufa, the tekufa of Tevet. You'll count 30 or so days and you'll be into Shivat time period. In other words, to say it in layman's terms, wait until the majority of the rain season passes and then establish that as the Rosh Hashanah La'ilanot. Instead of having what appears to be somewhat of an arbitrary date on certain years, in it being the first of Shivat or the 15th of Shivat, Amale de Chodashim. The surprising response of Rabbi Anai is no, when we mention Shivat, we mean Shivat, we mean it based on the lunar calendar. We discussed the significance of that yesterday, the comment of Tosafot, but fundamentally that's the answer. The answer is irrespective of, quote, the science which ironically is determining Shivat as our month, nonetheless Shivat then sticks in the way that we do it. What's the way that we do it? We count based on lunar months, of course. That's each of our months. The question of wouldn't we have had Ultimately speaking, uh, Jesse, the fact that we have, uh, keep in mind, you're going 354 days in a lunar calendar versus 365 days in a solar yeah. calendar. You don't have an 11-day Chodesh Me'ubar every single year, which means, say, yes, about every three years. I got it. No, what I'm explaining is, as a result, you're never, you're on most years, not going to be perfectly aligned. You're saying, the fact that we have a leap year, I think this is your question, aligns us. Yeah. But it doesn't align us on a consistent basis. Again, what I'm saying is you can't align it in such a fashion because we're only 11 days or so off. Mm -hmm. So we add an extra month. That's the way it works in the Jewish calendar. So it means every three years or so, you'll then be aligned pretty well. But it's going to be an issue in those other years. It's going to be inexact is more than anything the point. You're right, we're not going to be that far off. Pesach is not in the middle of, I don't know, winter or summer. It is Chodesh Aviv, even in the years when we're not perfectly aligned. But why not do this exactly based on, if you're telling me, it goes based on the science, tell me, it goes based on the weather, why not do it perfect, with perfection? That's the response, as Tosafot says, that's how we count. Gam Yisrael monin la levana. They have both a derasha and say that's just the way we do it. And we mentioned and discussed the words of Hatam Sofer. Along the same lines, 
is the next short question and answer. So either Rava asked this of Rav Nachman, or the same rabbis asked beforehand, Rabbi Yohanan posing the question to Rabbi Yanai, a similar, albeit a nuanced, different question. He says, If it is a leap year, in other words, after Shivat, you're going to add an extra Adar. Right now, effectively, what we're saying is in such a circumstance that this month Shivat is not really Shivat because I need to add an extra month after it, and therefore, technically speaking, we're still a little too early in the season. We haven't passed majority of the rain again by saying that I'm adding an extra month afterwards. Why would I be doing so? Why do we add extra months on the Jewish lunar calendar? The answer is to align the seasons. It means that the season right now is not aligned with the lunar months. And as a result, I'm standing in Shabbat. Well, you're not really standing in Shabbat. Maybe standing a month before Shabbat. Maybe instead of going Rosh Hashanah Ilanot on Eim Shana Me'oberet in Shabbat, do it in the first Adar. That's the question. The similar and almost identical response. It's not the way we do it. What do we do? We go based on Shivat. But again, it's not necessarily going to work out in terms of the growth of the trees because you're telling me there's a logic over here that the majority of the rain season is out and therefore we're looking at the season where, generally speaking, we'll look at the trees and we'll already have had Hanata, meaning the maturity of growth that the flowers fell off and the potential is already implanted within the tree and it's ready for the growth of, of fruits. Uh, so why would I then push this up a month? It'll throw me off. You'll have to argue again if you're going to, if you're going to seek, as Hatam Sofer did in the last statement of the Gemara, some sort of equivalent, some sort of logic and rationale over here to say, well, we're going based on this because it actually works out. You'll have to argue again that based on halakha, quote unquote, nature adjusts itself. It'll have to be something like that over here. Again, unless you have one of two options in this Gemara, as you did beforehand. Either you argue that on certain years, halakha submits to, in order to keep the system clean, submits to the fact that the tree will not be fully matured at that time. But the whole point is, for, okay, but we need to keep a clean system. It's not always going to be perfect. That's one approach. Alternatively, you have Hatam Sofer's approach. It's a little bit more of a mystical approach. It certainly uh, uh, necessitates a lot more proving, but the claim is that once we're establishing it in such a fashion, once we're following it, let's add, well, that's how <coughs> nature will follow and take its course uh, accordingly. Yes, Judah? The, uh, what are the exact months of the rain season? Yeah, so there, it, I mean, it, it, generally speaking, the rain season starts on the 17th of Marheshvan and spans all the way until the beginning of Nisan. That's the whole rain season. <clears throat> That's why when we're talking about Shivat, we're about halfway through. Because if you count... More than halfway through, correct. That's, that's the rain season that we're referring to. When we're referring to Tikufat uh, Shevat, quote unquote, it's really, we, we split it into four. You have Tikufat Tevet, which is what, what it's referred to, and you're dealing with about, as Rashid points out, I think 30 days later or so. In that earlier question, when we said, are we going by Tikufa or are we going by the Hodashim? You're dealing with, again, my math is a little bit off on this. I don't see it, unfortunately. I can say it. I don't see it in front of me, but that's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with Tikufat Tevet, which is the 
that uh, second uh, season uh, area, and then you're going to count about 30 days in to get to what we'd establish, what we'd assume is about the Sheva time period. All right, anyways, that's the statement here in the Gemara. Now, the Gemara returns for a bit more of a discussion, to Etrog with regards to Ma'aser, with regards to Shemitah, what we call Shevi'it in Lashon HaGemara, Lashon HaMishnah. Let me remind you about the status of Etrog, the questioned, or the questionable status of Etrog. We saw on Daf Yodal Edamudbet, a mahloke between Tanaim, Rabbi Eliezer and Rabban Gamliel. The question was, with regards to an Etrog tree, do I envision that tree as a standard and regular fruit tree, or does it alternatively have an aspect of vegetables? But it's not a vegetable, explained Rashi, but you need to water it, and as a result, its status should be adjusted slightly to instead of considering it just a tree which receives rainwater and in turn uh, uh, subsists on that and is able to uh, keep itself sustained based on the water that it got. It needs constant or it needs a consistent watering. Maybe I should consider it like a vegetable tree with regards to what difference? What's the difference? Go ahead. It's interesting that if you have a That's well, again, Judah, but in, I have to, again, I don't have it, I don't see it. But what I can tell you conceptually is in such a year, everything's being pushed back a month. Right? In such a year, you're, being, you're, you're pushing everything back a month. By adding in an extra Adar, it means it's not going to be span or, or pushed up a month, rather. You know, you're not going until Nisan. You're probably just going until, until, the, until Adar in such a year. I think you're not past the majority yet until you got to your first Adar. But the, the very nature that we needed to add in a month meant that we're misaligned, that the rain's starting later, and in turn we need to halt it earlier, quote-unquote, by, by Nisan. Otherwise I wouldn't make it to Nisan. That's, that's the way. The majority goes by the number of days or the, number, or the amount of rain that falls. Because usually there's more rain that falls in earlier in the rain season. Is that what you're saying? I, I believe they deter. I believe when we saw that in the Gemara, they were determining it by days. It's a good point. Uh, maybe they had that worked out as well. I don't know. All right. Well, anyway, specifically on our matter, uh, trying to make some sense of mat- issues that I somewhat understand. Uh, back to the uh, etrog tree. So that's that was the question. The question was, when it comes to maaser, will I determine it based on picking likita, which would be like a vegetable, or should it be equivalent in all matters to a fruit tree? And I'll go based on hanata, which again is when those flowers fall off and the uh, potential for fruits uh, begins. Says the Gemara, Amar Rabba. Rabbah's statement, etrog, Rabbah not being a Tana, but still taking a stab at the status of etrog trees. Etrog bat shishit shenichneset la shiv'it. If you have an etrog tree, which re- reaches, I'm going to use the word without, again, uh, translating any longer, hanata in year six, but only has likita in year seven. 
well, now we found our flash, uh, flash type of case, right? And now we have two opinions on how to deal with this. We know are we either determining it with regards to ma'asir, we know that was a debate based on the picking, and it would be a seventh year status, or is it going based on hanata, that would be a sixth year status. But we're not dealing only and solely with ma'asir, we're going to deal with another status uh, issue as well. So here's the two issues we're going to deal with. Petura min ma'asir, uptura min bi'ur. So ma'asir, we're already familiar with what that means. Ma'asir means when you're taking a tenth. On the seventh year, the Shemitah year, a status of fruits that have Shemitah status, they do not have a uh, obligatory ma'asir. Why not? Well, if it's not owned by you, if it's mufkar, if it's tefkir, well, then you have no obligation to give from it. You don't have an obligation to go and find things out in the street, out in the fields, and give that to charity or to give it to others. Your obligation is on your own things. If it has the status of shemitah, there's certainly, in a regular circumstance, a pitur from ma'asir. His statement, in turn, when he says it's pturam in ha'ma'asir, is clear that although the hanata, the ripening, took place in year six, the picking is in year seven, seventh, and as a result, he's going based on the picking. That much I think is clear, yes? Again, his statement is of sixth going into seventh. Hanata in six, Likita in seven, Tura min It means he's determining the status of the tree based on Likita. And yet, his next statement is, Uptura min bi'ur. Bi'ur works as follows. On Shemitah year, as we just mentioned, as we all know, the growth in the field is Hefkir which means anyone can enjoy it. All right, so I go out into my field, go into someone else's field, and I pick a lot of fruits, a lot of vegetables. I bring them into the house. Uh, honey, uh, we don't need to go to the supermarket this year. I brought in a lot of fruits, a lot of vegetables. Well, and, and grain and all that sort of stuff, we're going to enjoy ourselves, and we're going we're gonna to do great this year because everything is hefkir. The halakha is you could do so. However, you're supposed to curb your appetite in such a circumstance to the extent that in the Torah teaches that when the animals out in the field are no longer finding whatever crop or whatever fruit or vegetable you want to and are enjoying, you then need to do what's called bi'ur. So again, I brought in bushels and bushels of, of uh, apples and I'm enjoying them and eating them, but now I look out in the orchards and there are no longer apples on the trees. The apples in my home, there's an obligation now on the apples in my home that I need to do what's called bi'ur. What is bi'ur? Well, the word levaya, we know it from hametz, means to destroy, means to get rid of. Harambam and Rashi, their interpretation of bi'ur is quite literal. You need to destroy whatever you're holding on to. It's inappropriate for you to be enjoying it while it's no longer found in the fields. Tosafot alternatively said, Ramban Nahmani, it means hefker, means you need to say this is ownerless. Either way you slice it, this halachav bi'ur is with regards to fruits and vegetables that are grown on the seventh year. So I bring you back to the statement of Rabbah. The hanata was on year six. The picking was on year seven. He told me with regards to ma'asir, I'm considering it the growth of six, right? Excuse me, seven. He said, I'm going based on the picking, and as a result, there's no ma'asir. What would you say then is going to be the status of those fruits on the seventh year with regards to bi'ur? You would say, of course, there is a hovah of bi'ur. You need to destroy it when it comes to that juncture in time that it's no longer out in the fields. That's the status. You told me it's a seventh year status, and yet Rabbah's statement is, petura min ha'bi'ur. So it's a self-contradictory statement. 
It's one of these situations in which he just confounds us, he confuses us, because he told us the status of these fruits is on the one hand, year seven with regards to ma'asir, on the other hand, with regards to bi'ur, it's year six, that's self-contradictory. It's a beautiful kula. Everybody could enjoy his leniencies, but we can't make sense of them. He continues, however. He says, what about bat shivi'it shenichneset lashiminit? The hanata took place in year seven. The likita takes place in year eight. Well, we're not certain exactly how he's going to lead us on this. He says, In such a circumstance, again, the hanata took place on year seven. The Likita in year eight, how's he determining it? Based on Hanata, he says, number one, no ma'asir, and number two, yes bi'ur. That much I do understand. He's saying it goes solely and, and completely based on the maturity. So the statement then of Rabbah is very confusing, because on the one hand, the second part of his statement is quite clear. Second part of his statement says, go based on maturity. When was maturity? Year seven? Chalas. But I picked it in year eight. Who cares? It's a fruit tree. And that, as a result, he says, no ma'asir. It's not mine. Yes bi'ur, because that's the halakha on perot shivi'it. His first statement was very hard to understand, though, because he told us in the first statement, one after the other, that if it went from year six, Hanatan, to Lekitan, year seven, on the one hand, there's no ma'asir. No ma'asir. Why no ma'asir? Your second statement made clear to me with the consistency of your statement, of those two statements within the second, well, that you're going based on Hanata. If you're going based on Hanata, then in the first statement, you're dealing with year six, Going into year seven, of course you should be hayav b'ma'asir. Says the Gemara, Amar Abaye, Abaye responds to Rabbah, Bishlama Sefa, I understand your second statement with regards to year seven going into eight. Lehumra, you went lehumra and you determined based on hanata, based on the ripening of the fruit. The ripening of the fruit determined that it has year seven status. In turn, it's patur min ma'asir, but hayav b'bi'ur. Ela resha, patura min bi'ur amai. The resha, your first initial statement, your absolute leniency. Whereas on the one hand, you told me with regards to ma'asir, I'm going based on when it was picked in year seven. With regards to bi'ur, to destroying, to making mufkar, whatever it is that you have from the fields, you're telling me that I went based on the ripening. That's very strange. How do you explain that? Amai answers the Gemara de Azlina and Zil Batar Hanata is the reason because you're going based on when it ripened. If it goes based on the ripening, so again, I could understand that you don't need to do bi'ur on those fruits, but how come you're not hayav in ma'asir? If you want to be consistent, Rabbah, you have to be through, the, through and through consistent. You're telling me in your second statement that year seven going into year eight has the status of year seven. Why so? Because you go based on hanata. But when you go from year six into year seven, on the one hand, you go based on hanata and say there's no bi'ur. But on the other hand, you told us p'tura min ma'asir. How could it be p'tura min ma'asir? Again, you want to cover bases, so do it both in year six into seven and seven into eight. You understand the note? That's, that's okay, and it's a funny statement, but we've been accepting such a reality. But you're inconsistent within even splitting it. Because year six into seven, you're splitting it. Year seven into eight, you're not. Amar le answers Rabat. I'll tell you, it's a technical reason, just the way it works. Yad hakol me mashmashinba. 
says, well, let's look at this tree. Imagine my orchard. I have my orchard in front of my house, surrounding my house. I have my farmhouse somewhere distant from my orchard. And it's year six going into year seven. Now, in my home, we're well aware that our orchard reached its maturity, the Hanata, in year six. Year seven, we say, all right, that means the status of the fruits on that tree. We're going to pick them off and we're going to enjoy them. That's the halakha. We're not going to have to do bi'ur on them. They are ours. They don't belong to anyone else other than us. The maturity was on year six. They look like they grew on year seven because they're still on my tree. On, but they're, they're ours. This is not shemitah produce. I walk out into my yard and Shema Yisrael, it's invaded by people. What are you doing in my yard? Get out of here. What are you talking about, Rabbi? We all know the years. Don't pull the wool over our eyes. Seventh year produce is for everyone. We're allowed in here. We pulled down your gate because we saw you inappropriately put up that gate and believed that you could hold on to these fruits. You know the law just as well as we know. No, you don't understand. Rabbi, get out of here. And they push me out of the way and they take all the fruits, which means to say that although they are inappropriate and wrongful in going to take from my fruits on year seven when there was ripening on year six, says Rabbi, but let's be honest, it's what they're doing. Everybody's eyes open up in year seven and say, we don't need to play this nuanced game of when it ripens. They go into the yards and they start picking off. They don't ask questions and if they're confronted, they're just picking anyway. As a result, says Rabbi, you want to me to tell me now that in my, that in Harari's orchard, in which he's year six, but he went out to go and eat his fruits and he notices it's ravaged. Now I need to pay ma'asir. I need to pay my sound. Are you serious? Everybody jumped into my yard. Yes, they were wrong, but they effectively turned it into hefker. As a result, says Rabbi, there is a certain leniency. The, um, the inadvertent, the maybe unwanting hefker of my fruits gives me one positive side. You don't also need to pay taxes on your ravaged field. That's a statement. So a statement again, you're telling me that everyone's walking in and touching your trees and taking from Rav Hamluna disagrees with Rav Hamluna says, listen, I'll tell you what we're going to do in such a circumstance. What we're going to do in such a circumstance is call the Torah police. We're going to call them up and say there are people in Harari's backyard. Go and arrest them. Go and penalize them. In other words, Rav Hamnunah's response is, yeah, they've effectively turned it into Efker, but in the words of Rashid, they are stealing. It's Gezela Biadam, and as a result... It's year six. The Hanata was on year six. Rabbi is telling me I go based on Hanata. That means it's mine. It looks like it's year seven produce, but it's not. And so I get a benefit in the re- regards to I don't need to burn it. I don't need to destroy it on year seven. You're not allowed to pick it because you can't pick it until year seven. It only, it only is ready to, to be picked. No, you're allowed to pick it. It matured on year seven. I did the Likita on year seven. It was, most, it was finished on year seven. But halakha-wise, according to Rabbah, the Hanata, the ripening, took place on year six. That means the status is year six. The same way if it was year seven ripening. And I pick on year eight, the halakha, he told us, is p'tura min p'tura min It's year eight. Yeah, but that's a year seven growth. That's his statement. So his statement should be consistent. What's that? That's right, year seven you don't give because it's a kid. What's that? 
It, it's very possible. We're dealing. No, it doesn't take three years to grow. It could take three years to grow. It takes it takes under a year to grow. You can then leave it on and it grows larger and larger and larger. It won't fall. So that's right. That's right. Rav Hamnuna disagrees with that. Rav Hamnuna Amar Bat Shishit Shenichnesa LeShviit LeOlam Shishit UBat Shviit Anichnesa LeShminit LeOlam Shviit Says Rav Hamnuna. What's that? He wants you to, as in my words, I'm, you know, I made this up, he wants you to call the Torah police. He wants you to go and tell, you know, you're so nervous, you want to be patur min because everybody's robbing from you? So put up signs, tell the rabbis, tell the police, tell, send, out, send out notices that if you touch my stuff, you're going to be shot. I don't know, something like that. The point is, we can't exempt, the point is we can't exempt you from ma'asir because people, but it's the wrong way of the world, Judah. Judah, it's the wrong way of the world. It was grown effectively according to Halakha in year six. I'm not allowing them. They're just coming in. You're right, they don't distinguish. They don't. They, they have the right to come in. That's right. So you need to, so, you know, coming back to some time ago when Jared in a completely different context said, designate, label it, right? Label it. Call, uh, have your guards standing there and make sure that everybody knows. It's not on, it's not on, quote, the halakha to save your, you know, to, to protect your fruits. Who determines uh, the directions? The owner or the... Or, or who? There's who else you want? I, I don't know. It means oh, there's, well, there's an... Right, you could, and you could be stealing from, quote, God. You know, in other words, you could go against halakha. Yeah, it's your determination like anything else. Of course. No, no, that's, uh, that's right. That's the answer. Anyway, that's the mahlok between Rabbah and Rav Hamnuna. It's a fascinating mahlok, less in regards to Shemitah, but as we're discussing, with regards to how do we deal with the people in a circumstance where they're clearly going against it, do I therefore not submit, but do I therefore accept the reality they've created against the will of the owners, that it's now hefker and will exempt the owners? Or do we say, so to the owners, it's your responsibility. So they're stealing from you. Tell them that they're stealing. As a result, you're not going to be exempt from uh, ma'asir. It's not hefker, and you know it's not hefker. What's that? If you take ma'asir, the rest of the problem What do you mean? You took ma'asir from... It was, it, what's the status? Six going into seven? Six going into seven, and you took ma'asir like Rav Hanuna? Of course it's not hefkeh. It wasn't hefkeh in the first place. It was never hefkeh. Even according to Rabbah, it's not hefkeh. They're stealing from you. He just says it's effectively hefkeh. Yeah, says the Gemara Metivet, we're going to have a question here on each of these segments because we're going to see in this Beraita that everything we've discussed in this last 20 minutes seems to be countered by a Beraita. Metivet, the Beraita says the following, Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda Omer, Mishum Rabbi Shimon Etrog, here's our case, Bachishit Shinichnesi Leshevi'it, Hanata year 6, Lekita year 7, Petura Min HaMa'asir, what? What do you mean Petura Min HaMa'asir? Okay, so maybe you'll say that's Rabbah. Maybe that's the opinion of Rabbah. What was Rabbah's opinion? Rabbah said, although it's not actually the growth of the seventh, since people are treating it as the growth of the seventh, so we'll make it patum. And I said, okay, I can accept. Maybe that's what's going on. So it's going to be a question on Rav Hamluna, right? The second opinion we saw earlier is going to be challenged by this over here. 
Again, everything we've discussed until now is year six going into year seven, and the people are treating it as if it's year seven, and they're going and enjoying your fruits. Well, how do we deal with that? Says Rabbah, Hefker, but it's not Hefker, but they're treating it as Hefker. You don't need to give Ma'asir. Says Rav Hamluna, absolutely not. The Beraita over here says no Ma'asir. So it seems as if we have support for Rabbah against Rav Hamluna. Ubtura min habi'ur. She'en lecha, listen to the rationale though. She'en lecha davar she'hayav b'ma'asir. You'll only have a status of being hayav, obligated in Ma'asir. Elaim ken gadel b'chayuv v'nilkat b'chayuv. That's a new rationale. It's a new opinion. The opinion in this Beraita is the only time something's hayav b'ma'asir is if it both grew and was picked in a year when it's not hefker. Any six going into seven, any seven going into eight status is patur from ma'asir. Why? Because you need both junctures, both the growth, hanata, and the pick. When did you pick it? Picked it in seven. Picked it in seven, and the Hanata was beforehand. Patur. Yes, that's what we're going to have through and through. Alternatively, it's Hanata in seven, picking Likita in eight. It's, it's more than a vegetable, though, because a vegetable goes just based on the picking. So in, in our circumstance right now, seven going into year eight, and I pick it on year eight, what would the Halakha be on a vegetable? Over here, the Hanata was on year seven. The picking was on year eight, Petura min ha-ma'asir. It's even more, you know. Yeah, so, Petura min ha-ma'asir u Petura min ha-bi'ur. She'en lecha, again, davar she'hayab bi'ur, elim ken gadel b'shvi'it v'nilkat b'shvi'it. Says the Gemara, let's break this down. Resha, the first segment of this Beraita, Kashiyah le-Rav it directly counters the opinion of Rav Hamluna, who said year six going into year seven is hayab b'ma'asir. Sefa, the second segment of this Beraita, where you went from year seven going into year eight, and you told me it's Petura min ha-ma'asir, uh, you didn't tell me that earlier. Uh, excuse me, you told me you told me that it doesn't have the status of growth on the seventh year where you'd have to eradicate, get rid of this produce that you have in your house at the time when it's gone out in the fields. Well, that's contradicting both Rabbah and Rav Hamluna, who both stated that if the Hanata is on year seven, it has the status of seventh year produce. Kashiya ben Rabbah ben Rav Hamnuna answers the Gemara. It has to be. There is yet another opinion. In other words, you're countering, you're questioning Rabbah and Rav Hamnuna. Imagine it like this: Rabbah and Rav Hamnuna being a later generation in Moraim. You're countering them from I rummaged, I spoke around, I found a document, I heard from someone a Beraita. There are earlier rabbis who contradict each of your statements. Okay, you got us a little nervous. However, we are not really deterred. Why are you not deterred? Because we have yet. Another beraita, which means to say we're, we're standing on, on proper grounding, on equal grounding with the person who's questioning us. You brought us one opinion. What was this opinion? Rabbi Shimon. It was in the name of Rabbi Shimon. I have the beraita which will support me. What's my opinion? Again, what are both Rav Hamluna and Rabbah fundamentally stating that it goes based on Hanata? Not Hanata and Lekita, not Lekita. It goes based on Hanata. All they need to do is find an earlier opinion which matches the time period of that counter-argument of Bishimon, which is gone based on Hanata, answers the Gemara Tanaehi. Tanae, Tanaim, of course, are the authors of the rabbis who appear in the Mishnayot and the Beraitot. When I say Tanae, it's a way of stating this is a Mahloket of the Tanaim. In other words, Rabban Rav Hamnunah say, You brought us one opinion. 
there's another opinion as well. Uh, this, is, this is classic rabbinic thought, right? There's many opinions, two Jews, three views, right? So, so that's, that's not bothering me. There's, of course, there's going to be another opinion. Detanya, as the Beraita says, listen to the Beraita quickly. Amar Rabbi Yoseh, Rabbi Yoseh attested to the following or testified about the following. He says, you know, there was this rabbi, this individual, Avtulmos, who in turn testified in the name of five elders, five rabbis. Etrog, when I established the status of an etrog tree, it is a halekitato lemaaseh. And it comes to ma'asir, you go based on lekita. That was the opinion we saw on Dafyodale Damudbet of Rabban Gamliel. Okay, so when it comes to etrog, it has the status of a vegetable with regards to ma'asir, that you're going, you're determining its final product based on when it's picked. Not going to help Rabban Rav Hamnuna at all, because Rabban Rav Hamnuna are gone based on hanata. Virabotenu nimnu beusha. The Gemara and Daf Lamed Aleph in Masechet Rosh Hashanah mentions this place called Usha. Usha is a place where the Sanhedrin, at a time of its exile from the Lishkat Gazit, from the Mikdash area, made its way at a certain juncture to Usha. Rabotenu shebe Usha. So it's a Sanhedrin when the rabbis were still solidified in their supreme force, you know, their supreme court force. They nimnu, they gathered together. Ve'amru, and they established the following halacha: Achar lekitato ben lemaaser ben leshevirit. We're going to determine this based on picking, whether with regards to shemitah or with regards to maaser. I'm still a little confused. This didn't really help us because now we're going based on lekita. You told me just a moment ago, Rabban Rav Hamnuna, go based on the hanata. So you got new opinions. You're right. It's not the same opinion as Rabbi Shimon, but you're just adding more opinions to the box. How are you really helping this? Says the Gemara, Shiv'it man dachar shemeh. Man mi dachar hizkir mentioned shemeh, its name. In other words, look at just this beraita internally. Forget about the extrapolations externally. There are two statements over here. Number one, five rabbis stated that with regards to ma'asir, it goes based on picking. Next statement, it appears as if it's either countering or reacting or response, something with the first one, and it says, you should know with regards to that, in Usha, they established both for Maaser and Shemitah based on the Kitab. Why are you talking about Shemitah? That's off topic. It's very nice. We're all talking about agriculture. May as well talk about all. Must be the five rabbis held something with regards to Shemitah. And we're just missing a few words. Again, I mentioned in a sentence, I say, listen, we had a conversation about this cup and we established that it's brown. uh, Whereas, you know, that's it. So then I say, and and then there there was another opinion and that other, or, or the other opinion stated that the cup is brown and the table is gray. What does the table being gray have to do with this conversation? Clearly, that initial statement I left out a part in reporting to you and reminding you that when we were discussing the color over here, it's the other opinion apparently held that the status of the table was different. So that was left out. It, it, it's strange It's strange that in the same statement, when you're once at, initially talking about ma'asir, going based on the kitab, you're then mentioning rabotenu nimnu, so rabotenu nimnu, and it should, if it was cleaner, be only in the context of ma'asir. It's directly stating. Instead, the suggestion is, maybe it's countering. The structure goes as follows. The first statement was with regards to ma'asir. However, there's a parenthesis over there with regards to Shemitah, which we left out. Rabotenu nimnu vigamru, no, they're the same. They have the same status. They go based on the kita, which of course will now remind us of the opinion of Rabotenu. It could be, 
And that would be the initial statement. But then why mention Shemitah? No, it's just off topic. No, if you're strengthening the initial point and you're saying, yeah, I agree with you, we're going to establish that for Ma'asir goes based on the Kitab, that's great. But in the same statement that I say that opinion, those five rabbis held that for Ma'asir goes based on the Kitab, and I say, and you should know, and I'm strengthening initially, that the Sanhedrin uh, codified it. And the Sanhedrin said for Ma'asir goes based on the Kitab Chalas. Why'd you say, and for Shemitah? So the suggestion, you're right, it's not, it's not an absolute uh, diuk over here. The suggestion is that that initial statement, although it wasn't stated explicitly, apparently held that when it comes to Shemitah, it has a different status. Can you imagine yeah, what other status? Maybe, maybe not, but maybe yes, Hanata. In other words, at least Rabban Rav Hamluna can now hang their hat on it and say, that opinion is our opinion. Hasure Mechsera says the Gemara, perhaps, it's, quote, missing words. It was absent in that statement in that Biraita, the following words, and this is what it meant to say, and this is what was being stated, albeit in a, uh, in a subliminal way. Those words we had, and when it comes to Ma'asir, we're going to go based on Lekitam. Just about done. Those are the key words. That's it. So now we found the opinion of Rabban. So just in short, what have we finished this conversation with? There's just a final segment over here and then to the bottom of the page, just closing out these issues. In short, what we established here in this last segment of the Gemara is a mahlokit between Rabban and Hamnuna, a minute mahlokit. Fundamentally, their opinion both is, they stand strong, that when it comes to an etrog tree, it has the status not of a vegetable, but of a fruit, and as a result, we go based on Hanata. The nuanced difference is that Rabbah said, but with regards to growth on six, going into seven, since the people are treating it as hefkir, you won't have to give uh, ma'asir. But technically speaking, it's really the produce of the sixth year. We challenged that. It appeared as if the Beraita, in the name of Rabbi Shimon, disagrees. You go based on the Kita and Hanata. It needs to be equivalent in order to give it the status of Hayav ma'asir. We resolved it and said, if you read carefully, it's really a mahloket tanaim, the first opinion, those five scholars, those five zakenim, are of the opinion, like Rabban Rav Hamnuna, that when it comes to Shemitah, the status of the tree will be determined based on, not Lekita, not Lekita and Hanata, but rather based on Hanata. Baruch Adonai Amen, Amen.